Welcome to Teach Languages Online, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the best advice about your online teaching business. I'm Lindsay Williams, an online language teacher from the UK, and I'm your host. This week, you'll hear from a guest on the show, Irina Prevett, a language coach especially for learners of Finnish. You'll hear more in the full intro with Irina in just a moment. But first, each episode, as always, before we begin, I like to recommend something to you. And this episode, I want to give you a little heads up for something very exciting happening at the end of the week this episode is live. That's Friday, the 31st of July, 2020. So for the month of August, I'll be opening up something that I've never done before that I'm sure will be a great support to you, whether you're already teaching online and looking to grow or whether you've had to switch suddenly over the course of the past few months. Given the global situation, I'm going to be hosting three months of weekly, yes, weekly coaching calls for online teachers exclusive to members of the online teaching starter kit. So not only do you get access to my biggest and most thorough program for online language teachers, but you also get three months of live support to guide you through the next step of your business to be first in line for updates on what's coming next and on when you can join and how you can join especially starting friday the 31st of july 2020 at a little early bird price then you can sign up for updates at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash o-t-s-k that's lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash o-t-s-k all right then i'm gonna press stop now and uh, we're going to head on into the main show with Irina. All right, this episode I'm here with Irina Pravet, who is a Finnish language and cultural transitions coach. She helps people tap into their inborn ability to learn languages and overcome obstacles on the path to speaking Finnish and feeling at home abroad. Now, Irina's approach is a non-traditional one based on a lifetime of language learning from herself, as well as learning and coaching Finnish over the past 10 years. She's the creator of Finnish Through New Eyes and runs the inner circle at irinaprevet.com. Now, the reason I invited her onto the podcast today is because I'm really impressed by her program, Finnish Through New Eyes, and how in particular it's designed for people across various levels that to me is like how do you even begin to do that and that's what I wanted to discuss today so hello welcome did I pronounce your name correctly after we've <laughs> almost <laughs> almost oh and we just did it oh, just the before. thing is it's yeah no no worries and thank you for having me Lindsay I'm really excited to talk oh, about no problem. Um, this as well um no I, I always tell the story of like I pronounce my names my name, my name's just the one, uh, in different languages. Like I just pronounce it differently. And then when we moved to Canada, when I was five, um, like my, my Romanian pronunciation is Lina, but then like, it's hard to say it like that in English. So I just started calling myself Irina. Um, but some Romanians or some people with the same name might say like 
Irina or something, but I just, I, just, I was like, I want it like this. And um, yeah, it's, it's just like a personal decision. So you can't really tell from the letters. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's like, it's a bit like with the two eyes in your name, it's kind of like I talky, I talky, I talk, I e talky. <laughs> Yeah, Irina. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those letters that just has all those different ways of being pronounced across different languages. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. You change the phonetical. Like the two eyes don't denote the same sound. I never thought about it that way before. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you, like for 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 coming on. I I love chatting with you. Whenever we've met at previous language events, I think we first met in Novi Sad, right? Yep. Yeah, I remember where we you were sitting. I and think like I was, was eating a kebab. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. So yeah, we've met a couple of times at various events. Um, never, never quite enough. Never quite been able to chat for long enough because I love talking with you. Um, you're always so inspiring, and that's why I brought you on because I feel like, well, if you inspire me, I'm sure you're going to inspire everyone listening. And, and you inspire me too. So we're, there's just oh, lots of stuff going around. <laughs> all these nice, lovely feelings. Um, finish though. Finish. Yeah. It's, it's one of those languages, and we've talked about this on YouTube before, on my YouTube channel. It's one of those languages that gets a bit of a bad rep. So how did you yeah. come about to learn in Finnish and then teaching it? Yeah. So I, um, when I was eight years old, I, my family and I went on a summer holiday to Germany. And I like, fell in love with the German language. I was just like, this is the most beautiful language. And everyone was like, really? I was like, yes, it's so, ah. Uh. So I always had this dream ever since I was eight that I was going to speak German. And so mm-hmm. in university, I ended up like studying German, German things. Um, and then I went on exchange to Germany um, where I promptly met my uh, now husband, <laughs> Juha, and uh, then was like, well, I guess, I guess I came to Germany, you know, and like learned some German and then was like, let's, let's switch it over to Finnish. Um, so I ended up after university, I moved to Finland in 2010. Um, and I've been there ever since. So it's kind of like life took me there. I wasn't like, ooh, Finnish, that sounds hard. Let's go. Although that was part <laughs> of it as well. I actually, one of the reasons I wanted to leave Canada was that I wanted cultural, no, linguistic challenge which now I realize just makes me sound like a crazy person. Um, But yeah, I was like, everything's in English here. Like, where's the challenge? I want to grow linguistically. And so when I moved to Finland, I was a little bit like, yeah, bring it on. Um, But yeah, that's how it ended up. I didn't necessarily go looking for like a really hard language or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just life, love and linguistic challenge. Yeah. Life, love, and linguistic challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Romantic and, love and linguistic love. <laughs> yeah, all the all the type, all the good loves. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a decade ago, then, two thousand ten. Yes. yes, it was. I and just so, had my tenth anniversary on January third. Oh, and and since then, you've you've now started. You're coaching Finnish now, mm-hmm. so you've come a long way in that time in terms of Finnish and language skills with Finnish, right? It seems so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's humbling to like look back and be like, wow, yeah. And when you're in it, it doesn't always feel like you've come a long way. And then you're like, wait, let's pause a decade. And then mm. looking at all the steps. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I was obsessed all through January 
of this year. We're recording this in, in February 2020. But I was obsessed in January just going, right, start of a new decade. God, that was a good decade. Ah, oh, God, <laughs> decade, decade, decade. Just like, <laughs> and then the other day I found out that some people don't count the decade until like 2021. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, my poor mind, I can't handle this. Um, so anyway, decades aside, so all of this has now led to you coaching Finish, and in particular with Finish Through New Eyes. Yeah. Now, what, what, I'm, what I'm kind of intrigued by with this is how it's designed for people who, people who live in Finland, right, firstly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people who live in Finland but aren't from Finland and who are learning it because they're now living in Finland. And it's also designed for people at various levels of learning Finnish. Is that all correct? Yes, all correct. Okay. Absolutely. All of those things, to me, feel like they just go against the grain of everything you're told about. You need to have a niche <laughs> and you need to have a, a, a level of the, the course for this type of person and this specificness and all of that. So how do you even begin to focus on, like, I mean, firstly, what are the differences of teaching people who have moved to a place and are learning a language out of necessity? Because a lot of what I work with is people who are learning out of interest and as a hobby, mm -hmm. out of curiosity and just a love for language. And yeah. surely there's a difference there, I think. I, yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me... Oh, there's so many things like we could also just talk about like how um like why this course or this like approach or like why I think it's needed but maybe we'll get to that a bit later um but in terms of the differences between the people who live in the country and the people who um are just doing it out of interest from abroad the way that I learned German for example from Canada like it was a very different sort of feeling because my I noticed like there it was just this pull and this excitement when I was in Canada learning German and then when I was in Finland even though I wanted to do it like I saw my motivation like go up and down and up and down and up and down and it was like it was like daily life was for me very triggering in the sense that I would get like excited and motivated and then I would be like actively like resisting um because not and also I, I wouldn't say that like we learn out of like necessity sounds like obligation to me mm. a little bit. Um, and then I see a lot of people fighting that as well. There's, there's a lot of people just speaking English. You get by with English. Um, that's what a lot of people say. Um, so I find that at least what, I mean, there is definitely a niche <laughs> that I'm, that I'm working with. Um, but I, I think it's the people who are aware and really, um, want to make progress because they know that the language is tied to their long-term well-being in the country or maybe even defining like their decision to stay there um if not like choosing to move away later on just because feeling like we haven't fully integrated because we're sort of in this english bubble mm -hmm. um so that is a really strong motivator i think because you see it every day like the language is around you live and breathe the i mean even if you're not speaking the language you're living and breathing in the language's environment um so i think those things can't be separated is that something that a lot of people that come to work with you on the program have said that they find themselves in or at least with the potential of falling into that english bubble that kind of 
Yeah. Or some of them are like already, it's not even about falling into it. It's about like being in it for years and being like, wait, is there a way out of this? Like, what is it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's curious because for me, that's something I've never experienced. So that's, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. glad that we can talk about this because I feel like for a lot of people, this would be something, you know, that they've either felt themselves or worked with students who are learning for similar reasons, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like moving to a place. And then also this idea of multiple levels. So it's not just, this is for people that moved to Finland yesterday and know nothing more right. than how to say hello. But it's also, you know, for people who already know quite a bit. And, you know, how does, how does that work within the program? How do you, how do you handle that? Okay, so let me, let me tell you about kind of a little bit about my story learning Finnish because I think it really kind of serves to illustrate like, how this program came together and why and the decisions that I made and how it is that it can actually cater to various levels. So um, really quick bio. Uh, I was born in Romania. Uh, When I was five, we moved to Montreal and I learned uh, French and French immersion school like in kindergarten. It was a special class for people learning uh, for kids who are new to the country. Um, Then we moved to Toronto when I was nine. And then I started speaking Uh, like English much more and then after three years in English school then my parents put me in a French like a bilingual school French English school and we spoke Romanian at home so for me language learning for the first 10 years was like reach native like proficiency with the opportunities given to me I used to just say I was in the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. like that's that's how those languages came to be and I didn't really study like traditionally languages until I was like maybe 12. That was like the first time I started like German and Spanish um, at my school. Um, and it wasn't like I was a star language student or anything, you know, the, the classroom environment was very different from the real life, like living the language environment. So when I moved to Finland in 2010, I was looking to do the things that I had learned with German, with other languages, and to figure out a way to um, kind of immerse myself in the language. And I, I couldn't find a path. Like I, I made progress in the beginning, and then I just I got stuck, and I got really frustrated because I felt like the, the resources, the courses, like the things that were made available for learners were not the things that I had experienced success with in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, So I basically, (laughs) I always liken this to like cutting with like a machete through the jungle to like make my own path to to learning. And it required, you know, it was around the time that um, I first like um, found the, the uh, polyglot community. I was, um, I already had started coaching at that point, like just, just little, um, little things to start of experiment with. Like already I had some experience when I moved to Finland and was doing all these things. So I was like, let me start helping like more beginner learners. Um, but I really had to dig into like, what does it mean to learn a language when, when things don't go automatically. So if I had been learning, you know, in Italy, and I always give the example of like a little grandma just taking me into her kitchen and like, we make food together and she would just speak to me like this didn't actually happen. But I was like, okay, if I, that happened, then I would learn Italian much quicker than, mm-hmm. than uh, what I had experienced in Finland. So the Finnish language in a sense had, um, 
like just the unique mix of environment of the uh, the different aspects of the language that required me to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into everything I thought I knew about language learning in order to better understand like what are the missing pieces here that the traditional classroom was never designed for really because how could it have been um, it, it's something very very specific um, so to circle back and answer your question about the different levels um, what I do is um, and I started telling like people that I talked to, like, I don't teach you a word of Finnish. Like, I believe that in each and every one of us is the most engaged and intelligent and wise language learner, uh, a part of us that learned in infancy and childhood, and that we can basically tap in and activate that part of us, that curiosity, the same energy I see in your videos, Lindsay, when you're, you're pulling in the information because you're so curious and so engaged. Mm. Um, I believe that when we aligned with that aspect of ourselves, which, which we all have, because we all speak at least one language, um, you know, we can then start to learn language from a completely different state of mind. So this is, this is what I teach, like, what are the, the obstacles from getting into that state of mind? And, and they're different at different levels, but we can cover that from like a, a bigger overview in the course. Um, so it's not when, when you work with a traditional teacher, for example, you know, you're going to learn the basic grammar, you're going to learn uh, the basic vocab. And, and that then means that you have to niche down to, I'm going to take my students from point A to point B. Mm. Um, but this program is more like Lindsay's point A and going to Lindsay's point B, <laughs> which is all a very unique kind of um of journey okay ask me anything did that did that make sense yeah so so it consists of like online live group calls yeah so yeah. um basically we have that and then we also have that that's just the kind of q a and conversation part of the course but uh, in the meantime people watch like videos at their own pace so there's like six different modules um and those modules are all asking or answering the questions of like okay how do brains learn how do brains learn language? And how does my unique brain learn language in Finland in the context of my unique life with the resources I have at my disposal? Mm. Oh, I love that. I think sometimes it feels like people want the answer right now. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's like, oh, well, maybe the pressure is I just have to give them the end bit that they're after but I love that approach of actually no let's let's just take a step back I like to do yeah. this a lot I find that I kind of go one step back and then go forward to to where the end answer is but by understanding everything first you know that idea like you said of how do brains learn how do brains mm -hmm. learn language how do you learn language oh that's such a cool cool way around of doing things mm -hmm. I noticed that you've you've said a lot as you've been describing um you've said more coaching you've used the word teach as a verb right because I think it's inevitable um mm -hmm. and we were discussing this very briefly before we started recording about this idea of teacher coach um you know and the, these kind of different words do you yeah. identify as a teacher how do you like you know describe what you do to people like oh hey what do you do for a living I dot 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 
that's been like a six year progress of like, right. <laughs> um, so right now I'm with a Finnish language and cultural transitions coach, but then I also say like, you know, the, the I, I play man, many roles from like blogger, vlogger to pres- like whatever, just creative is the word I identify with best. But mm. I think for coach, it's like, if I say I'm a Finnish language teacher, Um, people automatically think they know what I do and I know for sure that they don't know what I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So to find a way around that. um, And also I think just, yeah, that we touched on this briefly before the call, but like the teaching profession, it it requires certain steps that have been taken. And also like my, my strength is not, for example, that I'm a native speaker of Finnish because I'm not. Um, but I know that native speakers of Finnish haven't necessarily faced the same, um, you know, challenges or had the same experiences that I've had learning Finnish. So finding a way to value my experience and the the advantages of that, um, not taking away from a teacher's expertise, but finding that there's like complements, that it's a complementary um, field there, I think has been like an interesting kind of process um Mm. teasing those differences out yeah yeah finding that we need we might need both sometimes you know that it's it's not either or yeah I know exactly what you mean I I still find if I'm if I'm traveling somewhere and they give you the visa form on a plane I'm just like teacher (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. okay that's yeah but there (laughs) how do I write (laughs) what I do in this teeny tiny box exactly (laughs) It's, it's, it's so, it's so difficult, I think, to kind of pigeonhole because it is, it's what, what we do is kind of very, in in a respect, very new in the sense that Mm -hmm. it's online. It's very much like self-defined in terms of what we're going to teach and how we're going to teach it. But at the same time, like you say, if you explain that to someone, it's either a lot of words or it is just like, I'm a teacher. Yeah. Like, and so it can and so it can be really difficult, can't it, to to kind of navigate that sometimes. But I like what you've you've kind of ended up with. I think I, I tend to like on my emails it says language consultant because I'm like, mm-hmm. that works. That kind of just covers a lot of bases, I feel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think also like when you when you compare like teacher and coach, like with with teacher you often have like a very clear trajectory that you're taking students from to, you know, you have like a lesson plan and everything. And, and when I, when I work with people, I find that it's really important as adults, as independent learners, that they're able to set the course. And I know a lot of us, you know, it's like, okay, but I, I don't know what to do. Right. So what do I do? And then I think a coach reflects back to you, like your own wisdom um, in that until you're able to kind of like, like see it for yourself, um, you know, or maybe, you know, it's there and you just need some like practice uh, tuning into it. Um, whereas I, I see a teacher as, as having like a lot of expertise in, in the material and then in like adapting it to different learners. Um, but the kind of outcome is clear. Whereas I would say with my students, it's not always clear exactly like where we'll end up Um I don't know, just thoughts on, uh, on these uh, nuances. Yeah. Cause I think as well, when I think back to 
school and you mentioned how when you turned 12 with German and Spanish, that was the first sort of exposure you had to that more traditional style of learning mm-hmm. a language or teaching a language. And in that sense, when I think back to my own experience with teachers, the ones that were the best teachers also had these elements of what I would describe as coaching in there of, you know, like kind of saying rather than just here's 10 words, learn them. We're going to have a vocab test next week. They Mm -hmm. would say, okay, let's just have a think. How can you learn these words? What are you going to do to learn these words? And granted there weren't many teachers that did that, but I think the ones that did stuck out in my mind a bit as being more, beneficial and and just helping that little bit more to kind of get me across the next Mm -hmm. level I think it's it's like shaping a a learner what is what is the expression that I'm trying to think of here teach a man to fish and he's uh feed him for a day uh yeah no give a man a fish feed him for a day teach a man to fish feed him for a lifetime right so funny you brought that up because that that's what I've been thinking like like that's basically the finish through new eyes thing. It's like, if I just give you words, I'm giving you fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead I can show you like, this is like the awareness. Let's expand the awareness around these areas of like cognition and language acquisition and whatnot. Um, and then you can like pull that knowledge in for yourself in whatever way feels right for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think successful self-study um which isn't like a program like finish through your eyes but yeah it's an online course based on the how to learn like Mm -hmm. take a bit of time learn how to learn a language and then go away and and do it again and i'll I'll get messages probably at least once a month from people saying oh um this course is going to teach me spanish right and i'm like no (laughs) it's definitely (laughs) not (laughs) like uh and and so it's 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 almost it feels like weirdly because it shouldn't be and I don't think it is but sometimes it does feel like it's like a new concept of what we do do you know what I mean like it shouldn't be and it should just be a thing that exists but trying to express that sometimes is it can be difficult I think I think also for for us it's clear that it we need it (laughs) and um I think that the way that we traditionally think about language just doesn't really have that part of it. And then it also, you know, has a lot of struggle involved with missing that awareness. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Like just kind of educating, you know, a lot of people around the world on how languages can be learned and that the possibilities are like way beyond what, what we're seeing. Um, Mm yeah mm, yeah I'm, I'm very much a fan as well of like cre- get just getting creative just like bringing it into your life whatever mm-hmm. way feels fun whatever way feels enjoyable not feeling like okay sit down now open the textbook this is what I was taught to do in school so I think we we share yeah. that in common <laughs> for sure for sure all right so final five questions little I say I say quick fire but We'll go as fast as we can. A few questions just to end and wrap up on. Um, what is your favorite thing about teaching languages online? Um, hmm. 
I told you that never quit. I was like, I feel I was like, like, do yeah. I, do I teach languages online? Ah, <laughs> yes. Okay. What is, what is your favorite thing about the work you do? There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I am so in awe and like enamored with the process of learning. And when it comes together, when, um, my clients, like when the light goes on, when that switch like turns and then you know, just being like a facilitator for that is such a honor and privilege that just witnessing that like gives me like, oh, like there's hope for mankind. Um, no, that, <laughs> that, that sounded really weird. But um, like just it's so incredibly rewarding because I feel like it's untapping that, that um, you know, connecting us with a part of ourselves that we didn't know was there. Um, and so when I see that, I'm just like, wow, like, like oh, all of that potential that that's um, you know shining through the person, and then that they're aware of it because because I I know it's there, <laughs> I I can see it in every person. Um, but but when they become aware of it, that's just my favorite part. Like that's like okay, this day was worth it. Like everything comes together. Um, so yeah, I think it's just going having more and more of those experiences. Um, that's a lovely answer. That's a really lovely answer. Um, recommended read for teachers. Um, so I don't know if it's like a book, but I think Stephen Krashen's stuff is just ah okay, that wonderful. counts. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I haven't like I don't read all the blogs and everything, you know, just kind of doing my own thing. But I I do say that Stephen Krashen was definitely a starting point for me, and kind of opened my eyes to um. Um, brain magic <laughs> so comprehensible input yeah and i think yeah. he has like five different ones there's like the monitor hypothesis and yeah uh, comprehensible input is like one of the five and i think that's kind of what his whole thing has gotten like it kind of like is condensed to that isn't it yeah but there's mm -hmm. much more yeah so read exactly. up more on that we should do um we do episodes every now and then on teach languages online where i bring my husband on and we talk mm -hmm. about like teaching methods and language learning pedagogy stuff like that so we should do one on, on Stephen crash and that would be cool um recommended podcast yeah for teachers he's the best I, I had like a giant academic crush on him first <laughs> <laughs> reading his stuff that's cool um recommended podcast for teachers <laughs> Oh, Lindsay, I'm so bad with podcasts. I just, um, I have to like sit down and really listen. I can't like multitask. So I don't, I don't have a, um, a regular one. Do you have a, like a, a musical playlist that you listen to when you work? Honestly, like sometimes on YouTube, I just look up like forest nature sounds with stream or without, yes. stream, with birds or without birds. And uh, that really like helps me um, focus uh, when, when like words are sung that I'm like singing along. So that's not very helpful, uh, but yes. the nature sounds, I'm a fan. Me too. I'm a big fan of on Spotify. There's one that's like rainforest. I think it's got Ooh. a little frog on the little thumbnail. <gasps> I like that okay, one. I'll look, I'll that's look a good one. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I really, I'm really into at the minute. Um, classical minimalism, minimalism. Is, is like a genre of classical like a subgenre, and it's like really good to work too because it's just like repetitive kind of 
background, but also focuses, you know, because silence for me just doesn't work. So cool, cool. Nature sounds, that's a good recommendation. Um, advice for new online language teachers? Um, advice for new online language, thing, uh, language teachers. I think I would love to invite and encourage everyone to bring their like vision to the table. Like your students are always going to be asking for very traditional things, or at least in my experience, um, people are asking like for what they, they are accustomed to receiving. So they think they need. Exactly. Right. So I would love to see more teachers innovating and really bringing their personality and their experiences and their like uniqueness um, to what they're doing because we so need that right now in in this um, in this industry and in this field. So so even though you might be afraid that you're gonna like turn people away, um, it's I think ultimately it's gonna bring in like it's gonna be kind of the like spring or the bridge for you to actually be bringing like your love and passion of what you do into the world and into this industry which we really need right now so um those are my thoughts on that that's good advice i think it's it's there's so many different ways to learn a language and there's no one size fits all no this is the only method this is the only book that you will ever need mm -hmm. and so yeah <laughs> you know you, I, I think it's important you encourage people not to feel silly about whatever it is they feel is their method or their way or their style or you know it's all valid so yeah absolutely and the more you're able to put that into words like even if it's weird like this is this is the specific like niche thing that i want to work on but then the more you'll be able to like um the customers or the clients coming your ways or the students coming your ways will be able to like understand it. And those who like are like, yes, this is exactly what I need. will be able to actually find you. Um, so, you know, when you're choosing between teachers, it'll, it'll be like clear. Um, yeah. What they're drawn towards and what you're offering. So cool. Yeah. And final question, where can mm -hmm. people find out more about you? I feel like this is the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. Um, yeah, so irinaprevet.com, that's I-R-I-N-A-P-R-A-V-E-T.com, um, or languagecatalyst.com will just transfer you over to that if you're not sure how to spell my name. <laughs> Excellent. Irina, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay, and uh, likewise, yes. I'm waiting for next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been enjoying Teach Languages Online, the podcast for online language teachers and budding ones too, brought to you by me, Lindsay Williams of Lindsay Does Languages. And a quick reminder before we wrap up this episode, you can sign up for updates on the upcoming brand new offering with the online teaching starter kit opening for early bird enrollment this Friday, 31st of July, 2020, with three whole months of weekly coaching calls as well. You can sign up for updates on that and be first in line at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash O-T-S-K. That's lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash O-T-S-K. 
You can find everything you need from this show over at lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash teach languages online. Have a great week and share this episode with a friend you know will love it too. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. Bye.